0: Peace, party, people. Welcome back to where my killer tape at. This is episode one hundred and ten, and I bring the longtime brother, uh, my longtime brother from another mother, CBest A Life a lot, and we're going to discuss the fifty fifth anniversary of the autobiography of Malcolm X as told to Alex Haley. Uh, me and A Life cover a lot of ground, so take out your notebooks and let's do this. Baby, all right peace party people. Welcome back to episode one hundred and ten of where My Killer Tape At. Um, we're going to be discussing the fifty fifth anniversary of the autobiography of Malcolm X as told to Alex Haley. Um, and I'm bringing someone to speak speak to me about the book that I should have bought way back in season one. There is definitely no excuse. Uh, let me just say a couple of things. Um, he's the co founder of the Hood Health. Um, he is the co- the science himself, man, God in the mathematical language of nature. He is also the co-author um, and, and he, excuse me, he's a co-editor uh, and contributing writer to The Knowledge Self, A Collection of Wisdom on the Science of Everything in Life. And he's also the co-editor of The Hood Health Handbook, Volume 1 and 2. Um, and I think um, The Knowledge Self book, I probably that book I probably purchased and gave away more than any other book that I had in my entire life. So wow. I actually, actually have to get another copy. Um, so we got the brother C-Best, A Life of Law. Welcome to Steve.
1: the show. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank
0: you. Definitely. And I just want to say this real quick before we jump in. Um, if you want to have a discussion with anybody about the nation of God's and earth, you need to bring this brother on your podcast, you know, fly him out, you know, post COVID, you know, for your panel God discussion, <laughs> Zoom meeting, which you should, you should pay him if you do the Zoom meeting as well. When it comes to the nation of God's and earth history, also it's spread throughout the United States and the world. You should talk to A Life a lot, and he also, again, he co-authored a book that has a lot of people who contributed that are part of the Nation of Gods Earth. So you should definitely, if you need to find anybody, you need to talk to this man right here. So welcome aboard, brother. How you doing?
1: Yo, I'm I'm doing I'm doing great, yo. Actually, I'm doing great, yo. I'm glad to hear from you, and everything. And actually, I'm glad that you put that back on the radar because you know, in terms of, uh, it's been 55 years. Yes. Yes. And I was like, wow. Cause you know, yes. we hear a lot of dates a lot of times, a lot of anniversaries for a lot of things. And um and just hearing that just it kind of hit me like in another way that it didn't hit me before, you know, in terms of uh the timeline of this book.
0: True indeed. And I and I didn't even know what happened was I listened to um Mark Lamont Hill's podcast. Uh-huh. And he had he had Zahir Ali on there on Monday. And that's when I was like, wait a second, it's a 55th anniversary on Thursday. That's how I realized that it was. So I was scrambling to get people to come onto the show because I found out at the last minute. Um, if right. I didn't listen to that podcast, it would have completely missed me, which is going to be a question we're going to talk about in, um, during this discussion. Um, mm-hmm. So this book was published in October 29th, 1965. Of eight months after the assassination of Malcolm X, originally was supposed to be published by Doubleday, and they decided mm-hmm. like it was too hot. So right. World Press picked it up and then they published it in October of sixty five. So um how old were you when you first read the book?
1: Hmm. It, you know, it, when you when you first posed the question to me, I really had to think. Um I was either seventeen or eighteen. Okay. Um, because it was my first year in college.
0: Oh wow, wow!
1: When I actually picked up the book, so give a t- a time length, a t- a time kind of line, which is important. Um, I uh, graduated high school in 1989.
0: Okay. All
1: right. So, it, the reason I mentioned this timeline only is because, um, th- in terms of what was being spoken about at hip hop at the time, yes. Yes. And so like I was familiar, like see a year in high school, that's when I kind of became familiar with Malcolm X, but only as Malcolm X through uh through snippets and quotes that were in hip hop. Yes. 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 You know, so you got public enemy, you know, you got um you know, Rock him you got different people doing little excerpts and referring to this man Malcolm X. So this is what I'm learning about Malcolm X. Um But still not at the point realizing in terms of just like, oh wait, he wrote books. (laughs) You know, like like he has like written literature, you know, and like I wasn't even aware of that about Malcolm X himself. So I didn't know that his speeches and stuff had been transcribed. I didn't know, you know, there was literature out there. Period. Mm -hmm. Same thing about Martin Luther King. I didn't know that either at that point. As far as I was concerned, Martin Luther King did some speeches. But I never knew that he wrote or that there was a body of literature in terms of his uh, his speeches being transcribed. So once I got in college, which was interesting, is so I went to a, a college in Middletown, Connecticut, called uh, Wesleyan University. Okay. They call it like a baby, a baby ivory, Ivy. It's real, real uber liberal mm-hmm. and uber, uber white. All right. OK, so myself i'm one of the few black people there but there was at the time it still is there was a black dorm on campus called okay. x dorm
0: oh wow. wow
1: wow yeah me this was where all the black students was this is where like you gotta remember like um a, a different world and all that kind of stuff all this stuff is on tv the exact same time i'm in college
0: wow, wow. all
1: right so like this life is, is, is it's 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 I was experiencing it across the board, you know, like in school on TV. This was a reality that was reflected back to me. Um, but Malcolm X dorm and it had a huge mural of Malcolm X. But it also, I didn't. I got to I got to actually live in the dorm in my sophomore year. But in my freshman year, if you were on campus, literally, this is if you were black, this is where you hung out at.
0: OK, OK. You
1: know, okay. You, you, you hung out there and they also had their own library. Oh, wow. Okay. And so, like, even outside of the big Wesleyan library, if you needed a a black book by a black author, it was in this library. Wow. You know? So this is where I realized, I was like, oh, there's some books up in here. Let me look at – so I'm looking, you know, I'm looking at the Malcolm X speeches, and that's when I came across the autobiography of Malcolm X. Wow. And wow. um, I was, I was like, yo, I need to – oh, this is like – story from the beginning to end, and you got to remember this is the time before, this is pre World Wide Web pre-heavy yes. internet Yes, you know, yes. I mean? like you literally had to find a book if you yep. wanted to find out about a person there was no Wikipedia you're right, <laughs> you're, you <know>? right. You're, <laughs> right. you're right there was, no, there, was, there was no other way except to get that book and to read it so I wanted to know about this man who was talking about the Ballad of the Bullet I wanted to know about this man who, um, as, at, in terms of, at that point in my life, as far as I was concerned, he was the face of the Nation of Islam. Yes, yes. You know, um, yes. in terms of, you know, like I hadn't dug deeply there. I, and I just actually started, you know, in terms of amongst the 5%, I had just started my lessons within that context either. So like history, I, w- I needed to catch up on history. Mm-hmm. And this book, you know, it really kind of blew my mind because it was intersecting at all these various points of history that made me go back and research more things upon more things like it was through this book that i started to research about marcus garvey mm-hmm. yes sir you know, yes sir, it, it, yes, sir. So on this book that i started to you know research even more in terms of orthodox islam in terms of its presence amongst um blacks in terms of the continental us you know what i'm saying so this book really did like set off um, in terms of a lot for me um, just researching other stuff but yeah like I, I literally you know started reading the, the autobiography of Malcolm X within the Malcolm X house you know <laughs> from the university probably in front of the big mural, a mural of Malcolm X that was there at the time also you know
0: I'm glad, you, I'm glad you, point, you said that about Malcolm X because for a lot of people Malcolm X is their entry into the Nation of Islam right um the, right. The, the book actually the first couple chapters of the book he gets into the theology of the nation of islam you know he talks about yaku he right. talks about the big-headed scientist he talks about right. the original man he talks about you know master far muhammad he talks about all of that stuff and for a lot of people to this day they their entry point to the nation of islam is malcolm x right um you right. wouldn't have you know huey newton Says, um, you know, they were they were originally Malcolmists. Like they they became who they are because of Malcolm X. So even if you're not getting into right. the theology side, you still get into that black power side through Malcolm X. And I'm not saying that he's right. the, he's not the first black leader to espouse, you know, self-defense, uh, right. or militantism at that. But you know, he's the most famous one that we can think of when it comes right. to that ideology. So yeah, he is for a lot of people. He's that entry point. I know. I, you know, I started, I read it when I was 15. I was going to school in Harlem. So, mm-hmm. um, everywhere I went in Harlem, his speeches would be blared out. Like, hey, eh, it doesn't matter. Right. It just, just consistently exposed. And it was just, for me, it was more of a peer pressure thing, right? Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. didn't know who Malcolm X was, I, I remember, I remember uh, meeting this one girl at this party who was definitely out of my league. She was way out of my league. And I remember going uh-huh. to her house, and I remember she had a picture of Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and Marcus Garvey. And I knew who Martin Luther King was. I knew Malcolm X was, but I didn't know who Marcus Garvey was. And uh-huh. she was pretty much like, you're not getting no play if you don't know who that is. And I was like, oh, snap. So, like, I had to really, like, you know, people checked you. See, if somebody saw you reading a Malcolm X book, brothers would check you. Like, hey, you know, what you reading? You know, what did you learn? What's that about? So you had to be, like y'all, like y'all said, you had to be on the square for a lot of things. Yep. Um, and you, write, right. you had to you, you had to read the book. And if and if you said you knew something about it, people would ask you questions. So that was where, that was how, and the reason why I wanted to bring that up with both of us is because I know for a lot of us at that age, during that time, because of hip hop culture, you know, the Nation of Gods of mm-hmm. Earth and their influence. And and actually, because they bought Nation of Gods of Earth, and we're going to talk about this later on, but they bought a particular mm-hmm. culture that was prevalent at that time which was decipher or for some people loosely say building, right? Where, where, where right. black folks would get together and they would exchange information and they would teach and learn from one another orally, right? It was right. informal and they kind of bought that with that. And that kind of, you know, Malcolm X came in that environment for a lot of us, black, you know, young black people at that time, whether we was on the college campus right. or not. So...
1: No, Definitely definitely it would it would it it, it it literally permeated everywhere and then to 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 add on to that in terms of, of so around the same time we're getting we're reading malcolm x right yep a few years later i don't even know exactly how many years later maybe was it like five years later maybe was it 1994 the malcolm x the movie came out the movie came <laughs> out Yeah, with Spike Lee. yes yes yeah yep. so so like it, it it built off of that momentum also um I well, I shouldn't say momentum cuz that was always kind of in that environment mm-hmm. but the Malcolm X movie now took it to another level in terms of um, getting more people even more interested about Malcolm X. I,
0: I, I you think know, and, I think you make I think you make a good point because mm-hmm. if he had if he had put out that movie at a different time would it have would it have mm-hmm. the same response? Right, because yeah. because I yeah. tell people when, when when Black Panther came out, right, I told people, mm-hmm. it, I'm not saying it was at the same level, but I remember there was the right. same enthusiasm to go see Malcolm X as a community, as a family. It was like the right. same enthusiasm when that came out, um, and right. I think if he did it at a different time, it it probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have the same impact. But go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: No, 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 no. That that's a directly the thing. I'm um um um. um, um. I'm highlighting on and touching on, and it's the same thing in terms of also with hip hop, meaning that, you know, so I wasn't aware it, um, in terms of exactly when the autobiography came out until, you know, you hit me with the 55 years in 1965. I'm like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Like it's coming out literally in the midst of everything that's happening at the time in the United States, yes, right? Yes. and And it carries over into, um, I would say it, it is, as a prominent text, as a to, as a prominent uh, reference book, it carries over into the Black Power movement. So we're talking about into the seventies and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, once again, just like hip hop arose in, in part in terms of um, due to several several different environmental factors that were you know impacting you know Black and Brown communities in New York, right? Yes. Um, that same kind of fragment kind of also fragmented our transmission of of history, mm-hmm. philosophy, those kind of things. And the storts of that became hip hop. And later on, hip hop is the one I really, really have to put it on it. Hip hop is one of the major reasons that Malcolm X's name didn't die. True. True. In the True. In, in the in the way that um in the way that it probably should have. You know what I'm saying in terms of if uh if hip hop wasn't there to kind of repackage this information to the youth in a way that was digestible, you know, um it it, it might not have taken a deeper root in terms of our error as it did. You know, cuz I know it was pretty strictly through hip hop that Malcolm X was relevant to me in the beginning. For a lot strictly of strictly hip hop. For a lot
0: of people Right. For, for, no I, I agree you know, 100%. I, Adisa Banjoko talks about that consistently. Mm. Mm-hmm. He talks about that yeah, and, and so, also and also Martin Luther King. He says that a lot. He says they he says you right. hear their speeches in all in a lot of hip hop songs from artists that you wouldn't think would be, be listening to them.
1: Oh yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. And 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 that also the other thing about that. That's also another that'll be interesting, dude. We talk about lists all the time in hip hop. You know how you know, I'm anti-List. I'm anti-, <laughs> I'm anti your five favorite MC list. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want, I really don't want to hear that. I hear you, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 there's not the nuances there that I need. I hear you. you know what I I'm saying? Like, like, if you just started listening, to, if if your list starts with a particular, let's say your list starts in 1988, mm-hmm. right? First of all, you can't claim all the hip hop when your list just starts in 1988. You You right. You so, right. Um, also, like, there's usually not any type of parameters by which people are making the list. Mm-hmm. Or oh, I just think he's the best MC. You'll mm-hmm. stop. If I need more than that, you know. But what what I'm getting at in terms of other lists that I would like to see, I would love to see maybe a list of the top ten um, speech interludes in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Like that that became its own hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like once people started like in certain like skits, but then also like speech excerpts i would i'll be interested to also learn or figure out when the first one was actually done you know in a record but it became a major major thing if you got an it it's just like finding a sample yeah yeah like a key sample if you found that key part of a malcolm x speech that key part of uh, Martin luther King speech that key part of a of a farrakhan speech your joke was going to be fire no you're right it it had (laughs) to be yeah it had to be it kind of it kind of had to be yeah Right. You know, and you put that stuff behind like like with public and you put that, you know, you lay the the bomb squad behind Faircon. What what oh, yeah. what are you talking about? That junk is, is ridiculous. And and that's a way by which we were able to easily digest, you know, the information. But then also, <clears throat> like I said, the time that we were, were brought up is that just having that wasn't enough. It was like, Oh, I need more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and so you were you were kind of pushed whether it varies the different whether it was peer pressure or whether it's just like yo, I need to know like to to get up in that library and find you know more of that information and so that's when that's what kind of pushed me to to um the autobiography of Malcolm X, but then it was years later once I really started digging into history and looking as a historian um I started i for lack of a better term to deconstruct the autobiography of Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the last level. That um, not the last level, but that was another level by which I started related to the book. Because then I became, in terms of just like I realized, I started to realize, which I didn't know when I was younger, that autobiographies are always. Are you in a biography? You're dealing with a particular lens. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. With, yes. You know, you, you you're dealing with who's writing the autobiography. Mm-hmm. Why are they writing the autobiography? What's all the information that they had? Why did they select certain information and not other parts of the information? You know, all these particular things, you know, then and the, actually, that was the first book probably that I actually started running those kind of questions around, mm, mm,
0: mm,
1: you know. And, mm. and, and 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 to be fair, I don't know if they even words it, uh, what I'm saying is to be fair, but the reality is it was only because. And also with the movie, pushback from the Nation of Islam. Yes,
0: yes. The, the, yes. The
1: autobiography, and also the movie yes. that I even thought to do that on any level. And so so it, in part, is it's interesting because the Nation of Islam actually, through what they were doing in terms of uh, putting a critical eye on, on these particular pieces of work, caused me to actually be like, well, you know what? You can put a critical eye on things too. Yes, and so you know, yes. and, and, and it was interesting. But yeah, this was probably the first book that I put a a heavy, heavy uh, critical eye on. And and you know?
0: and, and I'm glad um, I'm glad you brought that up because again, if you got to go back to you know 88, 89, all the way up to ninety four, um, right? The people that were the people that were everybody that, that had that interacted with Malcolm X up to that point was still alive. You know, they may have been, right. you know, like, you know, Ozzy Davis was still alive. Dr. Betty Shabazz right. was still alive. You know, Khan, you know, he's still alive, but, you know, he was wow. there. You know, his, the people that were accused of killing him were still alive. The people that was, the, right. you know, the mosque that he built, they were people that were still there. You know, um, right. I knew people that, I, you know, they're, they're ancestors now, but I knew people that knew Malcolm. You know what I mean? Like they, right. they ran right. with him when he first was in the Nation of Islam. Um, and they were right. still alive and kicking. And they had their issues with the movie. They had their issues with the book, right? Um, right. They had, you know, so they, there's some things in the book that they were like, ah, I don't, that wasn't really true, brother, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, you, you know, again, like just like what you were saying, um, you had all those questions, you know, why? And then when I read The Reinvention of X by Dr. Manny Marable, there mm-hmm. was a lot, there was a lot of stuff Alex Haley took out, you know, again, a lot of it was, you know, the book is, you know, 500-something pages. So, right, so right, like you right. can only put but so much. But why did he leave out the first trip to Africa? You know, um, and you know that that would have been important to put the first because he went he went to that first trip to Africa under the Nation of Islam. That kind of would have been exactly. important to put in there. I felt, but I didn't know about it until I read yeah. until I read the reinvention. Um, there's a lot of things like really what happened after he left the Nation of Islam that he didn't really touch in that book. I don't know if it's because again it was told to Alex Haley, right? Right. It wasn't like he he sat there and he had a bunch of interviews with Alex Haley and he and he transcribed everything. So a lot of it was just what Malcolm X wanted to put in it, according to Dr. Manny Maribel, Originally, Malcolm really wanted to be like a promotion for the Nation of Islam and Allah Audible Elijah Muhammad. He didn't really want it right. to be about himself. Um, right. So that au- automatically questions what was Alex Haley, you know, what was his agenda because. You know, Malcolm was like, hey, we're doing this for the nation. I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing this to put my peoples out there. It's yeah. not really about me. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how in the beginning of the book, they deal with the theology of the nation of Islam. Um, so yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. And, and that's something that we should put that creative eye on any autobiography that we read, um, any biography that we read, anything that comes out, you know, like, why are you doing this? What's your agenda? Why are you publishing it now? You know, versus at this, right. this point in time. So yeah, 100% agree with you on that
1: yeah and alex haley you know you know it, it especially became relevant once you know the um the issues surrounding roots came out yeah. with Alex haley. yeah yeah
0: yeah you
1: know? so like wait a minute if this if if, if this is you know mixed up is you know some things with roots well what in terms of the context of the malcolm x autobiography you know what i'm saying like what elements are in there i think that's one of the driving things that that drove me to it but all those questions are so important like here's a jewel who here's a jewel Here's a jewel.
0: I thought I don't know why I thought this, but I thought he released Roots before he released the autobiography of Malcolm X. I did too. And then I listened to Zahir Ali's interview and he was like, no, he didn't have a book yet. Alex Haley wrote articles right. for different upscale magazines, but he hadn't had a book yet. This was his first book. Right. So I was like, oh, wow. And- so now it really puts it to question the Roots thing because this thing was a runaway seller, you know. Yep. You know this yep. is the. On the yep. It, it it put him on the map. This is like the. I think this was the fastest at that time. The fastest book that went from hardcover to softcover. Um.
1: I I believe it because it was like selling
0: it. like hotcakes. So so like, I'm 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 thinking, and I'm just throwing this out. This is conjecture. I'm not saying this is true, but he had that right. first home run. He had to make a home run yep. with that second one, you know. Like you have to produce, you know. So you right it puts it into question. Yeah. So, yep. I'm sorry, but continue.
1: No, no, no. The same that like that's directly the thought that I was going with in terms of just like, yeah, he had to had to produce, and then we think about also the time, you know. Once again, like it's it it will be hard to write a f- to write a roots nowadays. Yes. In terms of without fact checking, fact checking. Yes. But back then, it's pretty. It's it's pretty you know it's it's easier unless you have someone like really doing investigative reporting on you Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying but it's easier for that to slip under the radar which is why you know truth and stuff about it didn't come out to like years later yes you know um and then also you know to to kind of uh step back again in terms of like the malcolm x you know knowing people you know so once i um you know uh Got more in tune in terms of once I acknowledged 120, mm-hmm. you know, guys the gods and the earths and everything, once I was around, you know, older guys and stuff, you know, this is this is in Mecca, this is Harlem. So these, these are, you know, gods who literally, like, once again, a lot of them had, you know, straight up interactions yep. with Malcolm. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, they knew him personally. You know, I, you know, the, um, I don't know if, if people, uh, in general, the public know this, but the Harlem Six that he talks about, Malcolm X talks about in the book, those are all guys. Yep, oh, no, they're all guys. Yep, yep, so, yep. Yeah, so, so after that incident, you know, um, they all, you know, in terms of went and you know became sons under you know a lot of the father. Mm-hmm. So, like, I knew, you know, what I'm saying a couple of the Harlem Six, yes. you know, what I'm saying. So, like, we hear like these first, these first hand stories and stuff, and you know once again like you said you get all these different perspectives yes. different understandings in terms of um everything that's going on it's also interesting because you know when you're writing like you said an autobiography you know Alex Haley wasn't going around interviewing people nope oh. you know what i'm saying he heard the story from that from Malcolm that Malcolm wanted to tell yep. you know um and add whatever indeed, detracted what parts he wanted to and you know embellish whatever parts they wanted to but in terms of like across Across the board interview kind of thing with so many of these people, he didn't get. And like you said, all these people were still alive. I, yeah, like yep. he he definitely could have. So, you know, so I understand in terms of the pushback from a lot of different quarters in terms of just like, well, this is not the whole story,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because like like you said, like they were all even in our youth, they were still you know here and around, yep. and were able to you know basically voice and tell their this side of the story, you know, and, and shout out but, to the um, late
0: great Umala. He's the one that told me that the Heart of Six were gods. He's he's he, he came to Virginia. He was like, Oh, yo, that they did with the Heart of Six, they were they were um, they were gods. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know that. And then he showed him proof, yeah, it. he showed him proof that he was like this, so and so. He was like breaking it down. And I was like, Oh, snap. Um, so you mm-hmm. know, yeah, a lot of a lot of the guy, a lot of the older gods knew Malcolm X personally, like, yeah, yep.
1: And th- and and that's the that's the thing. Also, that's another thing in terms of like these stories that um, I feel like, what's the word I'm looking for? They're not full. They can be fully. They could. They need to be t- told with a greater fullness. Mm-hmm. You know, like like Mecca Harlem was literally just we, we can't even express how it was at that time you know what i'm saying in terms of everything that came out of there everything that we still reference to this day but i feel that we do ourselves a disservice when we discuss certain things in the absence of others Oh, agreed. meaning like you know i feel like we do ourselves a disservice when we talk about um uh let's say malcolm x without talking about the fact that yes nation of islam but we don't talk about his you know, how his different trips to Af- Africa really influenced him. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, shundi, shundi. Or, or, as you always point out, you know, you know, we, re- we keep referring to him as Malcolm X, and that's not the last name that he went by. Yes, yes. You, you know what I'm saying? But we use that as kind of like a shorthand reference point. I think we do a disservice without really, really talking about, you know, the, in, in terms of his interaction or with, like, 5%ers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, the same thing with hip-hop. Like, you know, I feel we do ourselves a disservice when we when we don't talk about the influence of the five percent in the context of hip-hop um and and i'm not it, talking and, about and black,
0: consciousness. Yeah,
1: yes, and, black and black consciousness, consciousness. yes, yeah,
0: yes. Right. yeah yeah
1: like like it's kind of like pushed aside yeah. and it's re- it's always real interesting to me as a five percenter because yes i'm a five percenter but i'm also just a person who researches history Indeed. right Indeed. so so when i look at stuff i'm like okay yeah there's a book over here about the five percent but like there's no way that I should be able to pick up any book about the history of hip hop and not have a substantial chapter in there or, you know, narrative about the importance of five percenters in New York during the, during the time of the founding of hip hop. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's ridiculous to me, but I feel that the same kind of thing happens when we talk about Malcolm X, we remove certain elements that are so, so key. Like, yes, it's important that we talk about, you know, the nation of Islam, but if we don't really nail it down and really give people a basic, a, a, a firm understanding of the importance of Marcus Garvey, yes, we're, we're losing. are we, 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 not going to get the. We're not going to get the full picture. He didn't. His his story didn't start as him being a pimp. Exactly. See? yeah. yeah, but, yeah. And, and the reality is, is that many black families during these times are not that far removed from some type of consciousness. Exactly.
0: And whether we're talking about Marcus Garvey, whether we're talking about um, Noble Juali, Ali, or we're talking about even Father right. Divine, because Father Divine supported, exactly. supported Garvey. You know what I mean? Like, so, right. and, and that, that's what the discussion everybody was having at the dinner table, that, you know, at the barbershops, at the salons. They were all having the same kind of discussions right. we have today, they were having back then um and and exactly. we can go i can go on and on about you know a philip randolph we can you know every like we can talk about it. every right. everybody was having this discuss. everybody had their little clicks everybody was like my yep. way is better you know your way is not better they're tripping over there you know um and then, yep. you know everybody yep. broke bread um and you're right and i and i think um that's why i like re- that's why i tell people to go to reinvention of x because in reinvention of x he gets into all of that he gets into you know, how his mm. folks were Garveyites and who his who his peoples messed with, you know, like who they interacted with and, right. you know, ho- how they got down. Like, everybody in his family, all his brothers, they all were kind of part of different organizations and worked in different groups. Um, and they all, they were all, it was just, just like we see nowadays. We're all hand in hand. But we kind of like, um, I don't want to say, you know, yeah, it's Eurocentric to remove all of that, it, you know, to remove, to so put Malcolm right. X on one side and then to put Marcus Garvey on this right. side and then to put Elijah Muhammad on this side. And it's like, um, and when those they were all connected, all of them are connected,
1: right? Right, right. And and when we see that, and and when we're able to see that, I think we're able. I mean, I think we just discover a lot. Oh more. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I think we also not only discover that not more in terms of information, but it also like you said, like these are these are conversations and 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 things that we've had, you know, literally since the beginning of our time here, you know, saying in the context of being, you know, in the in the United States. So it's like to to not think that these are like new things and the, and to also research some of the techniques and stuff that was utilized as those times, you know what I'm saying? Um, like between the two world wars when <clears throat> this huge burst of consciousness was happening in different places, you know, how did these groups interact with each other? Which groups, you know, helped each other and do these kind of things? Because we would literally see it reborn again through in the 50s and 60s. Yes. You know, yes, a, yes. A different groups kind of pattering, um, kind of... Um, um, champion, you know, similar philosophy. So you have people who might have been in the more um, Martin Luther King thread of thought in the 30s. You have people who might have been more in the Malcolm X, you know, thread of thought in the 30s. You know what I'm saying? Um, And even now where we're at right now, you know, various, these different camps, same, same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, but to, to bring it back to, to the book, though, the book was very important to me because the book as I was growing into conscious of was the first time <clears throat> in a book form that I saw the intersection of these various different, you know, uh, ways of life, you know? And I was like, wow, this was really, cause you know, as someone who didn't grow up in New York, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have that overarching presence of being in Harlem, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or be, being around places like around one, two, five and stuff later in my life. Of course I did, but, so I didn't make all those connections, but that book made those connections for me, you know. And I was like, "Wow, like, okay, like, there's v- these various different modes of black thought, and they're all a type of like related to each other, you know." And Malcolm X kind of like embodied to me the man moving through these and trying to basically figure out, you know, the best path that he could could uh, utilize to help his people. You know, and and, and I'm glad you that way. It's okay.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad that you said that path, right? Because we see how going back to his names, right? His name, you know, you know, he was known, you know, Malcolm Little, then Detroit Red, mm-hmm. you know, um, then he right. goes to jail. They call him Satan, you know, and then he joins right. the Nation of Islam, becomes Malcolm X. He does his Hajj, he does hell Hajj, Malik Shabazz, and then he goes to Africa, mm-hmm. Omawale. Like he gets right. all these names, and you see his transformation. As he gets, as he becomes more, you know, gets more knowledge, meets more people, interacts more people, travels the world, he sees a struggle as a big international struggle, um, and uh, you know, he goes through all these changes. and I, And I always see that as the metaphor for a lot of. I know people gonna get mad at when I say this. The metaphor for a lot of young black yeah. men, you know, that I saw. I saw a lot of young black right. men transform. Whether they went through the Nation of Islam or they went to the Nation of God's Earth, they, I saw them all transform. They, they they went from one point, hit a low point got knowledge of self and then rose from that, right. you know what I mean? And then became workers in a community, built families um, that contributed to the community further, you know? So I always saw that right. as a metaphor for us, that book, you know, the autobiography from Malcolm X, I always saw that as, and, 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 it, and it spoke to me in that form as well, you know?
1: Right. And the thing is also, it's interesting because like you said, like, you know, the transformation of, of basically young black boys into, into black mm-hmm. men. You know, um, you know various different definitions of what manhood is and what manhood should be, but definitely saw that book for for lack of for lack of a, a, a reference point, we didn't have a strong, consistent rights of passage. Yes, yes. Se. No, I agree. Um, You know, in terms of historic, like how historically we 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 may have had, had. You know, what I'm saying, meaning like you're this age. All right, you're going to do this, and after you do this, you're going to be a man, kind of thing, you know. Um, and for various different reasons, you know, what I'm saying we didn't have no black bar mitzvahs. Yes, you know what I'm saying. That that wasn't popping off. Um, so that book kind of like, like you said, it embodied that travel. It was a it was a rites of passage for me. You know, what I'm saying I saw a man going, you know, a man at various points of his life, you know, going through a rites of passage because one he 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 was seeking something he was going in a particular direction and he didn't he wanted to be more than he thought he was before you know um did that always work out positively eh, maybe, maybe not, not. you know but but in, in in his worldview from his perspective, you know what I'm saying, he saw something greater than where he was at at a certain point in time Indeed. and he moved in direction you know what i'm saying to to make that transformation happen, and that that definitely you know, um, spoke to me. You know what I'm saying? And then also the importance of knowledge itself. Yeah. I was like, oh, wait. You know what I'm saying? Like, I already, I, the guys, the guys are just like, cool, cool as fuck. And they were, and they were smart. I was like, they cool, and they smart. You know, and then Malcolm X was just, like, he was the first one who I was just like, you know, his verbal sword is ridiculous. ridiculous. Yes. Like, yes. But, yeah, like he was the one who, like, get me wrong, the guys, I all I knew the guys were sharp and everything, the ones who I grew up around and I knew, But most of the places that I saw them exercise this sharpness was on street Mm -hmm. corners and stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I don't take that, that's not taking anything away from that because, you know, some of the the most intelligent men I know, you know, I met on street corners. You know what I'm saying? But Malcolm X was that dude who I saw go up in white universities and what? Yes. Yes. And, And that to me was like everything. I was like, Oh, is he doing it with words? He's not laying a hand on them. You know, between him and um Muhammad Ali, those were the two who I just love to watch just dismantle, you know, white racists. It, it, it just brought me. Some joy. Is, to this day, to this day. That stuff doesn't
0: does not yeah, get old. Does not get old. You know, shout out to YouTube. Like, yeah, shout out to YouTube. Like, yep. Like, yeah.
1: Bring it all back. And and it's it's funny that you mentioned YouTube again, because once again, this is in the era before all of that. Mm-hmm. So, yo, you can be walking down Harlem and someone just be playing a tape. Yes. Yes. Malcolm X speaking, and he was that powerful mm-hmm. that you were like, yo, let me listen to this for real. Yes. Way. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, and then you be trying to remember something so you can bring him up later. Like Malcolm said, da 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 da. You know, like, this is how powerful, you know, an influence that. The renewal of Malcolm X, I should say, during the end, during the quote-unquote, lack of a better term, golden era of hip-hop. Like this, this is how powerful it was. And this is how important that text was. Meaning that, you know, there's a certain body of books that pretty much, no matter what way of life that you chose, people are going to ask you if you read this book. And that was probably the number one right there. Like, you know, you read the autobiography of Malcolm X yet? Well, now you got to read this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, other ones, yep. you know, that, yep. that that are in that yep. syllabus. But that one right there, that you 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 had to read that one. If you didn't read that one, you might as well like, yo, know, you got you gotta start back at the you know, the end of the line now. Yeah, yeah. So like that became part of the syllabus. Mm-hmm. But I think also what's very important, um, is something that we were talking about um I think a while back, but basically how that transmission of black history for lack of a better Reference point Became fragmented after our Generation I And agree. It, you know and, and so like That transmission doesn't happen In in, a, in a, a, a Continuum and a neat form Like it used to for us a lot of That <clears throat> a lot of the information That um, Of the 50s and the 60s Became preserved And kind of commod not commodified But preserved and into a presentable form during the black power era. Yes. So it, beca- it and in many people, in many places, people literally in the seventies went to, you know, all black schools, you know, um, things of that nature, which was a direct result of the black power era. But then, you know, you have quote unquote crack come in, you have the fragments, fragments of uh, the fragmentation of, of black communities. You have that disrupted, but then hip hop comes and saves the day. Right. Hip hop comes and be like, yo, okay, we understand all this is going on, but we look preserve this and put it in a presentable form. And that's how, you know, many of us got it from our generation. Mm-hmm. But then after that, during due to various different factors, in fact, I haven't even probably mentally all mapped them out, but that disc that disconnect is now, you know, it's there now. You know, what I'm saying, like it wasn't transmitted, you know, smoothly and seamlessly. And um, that's something I feel that is definitely something we need to put back on the board um, as a playable piece, you know? And for me, like I said, the, the autobiography of Malcolm X is just a great example because it kind of personifies all of that in terms of, you know, important black history, how black history is transmitted, how black history can be what's trans- transmitted through hip hop. Like, it personifies all that. And so if we're, if we want to kind of like brainstorm, um think outside of the box in terms of ways to reinvigorate that, mm-hmm. um, that would, this, this book is just, it's, it's a very important book. You know what I'm saying? In order to study um, as a case study, to figure out how to do that in present time. You
0: know? I just, I just want to say that like what happens a life is that you and I talk about it on Twitter a lot you know, mm-hmm. you might say something and then I I'll revert you know, I I retweet that. I might say something, you retweet that, and it's and it alludes to that, like what happened. Because I do remember a time where I'm gonna give you a good example. I learned mm-hmm. about Black Wall Street in the 90s. Because right. someone because someone told me it wasn't in a book. It wasn't in a documentary. Right. Someone told mm-hmm. me someone told me like yeah Black Wall Street Toast, Oklahoma, da 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 and and i was like you know you know i immediately believed it i was like oh no doubt no doubt no doubt because why would that person lie to me you know right and i remember bringing it up in other circles of people looking at me like i'm crazy but that that information was passed orally it was it was passed informally and just like yeah. the condition of god's earth does like and you're right there's a, a moment where there's a there's a moment in time where there's a disconnect where that just isn't happening anymore you know and right. and you know i go you know it, there was a time when, when I went into the barbershop, I didn't have to say nothing. Everybody was talking about it, you know. Everybody was like, I didn't have to say I I didn't have to introduce anything. And what I've noticed throughout my cause I lived throughout different parts, I'm fortunate enough to live through different parts of the United States. Um and I've been in many barbershops and I don't really hear that as often. Um right. it might be one or two older brothers that'll come in there and do it, but most of it is a lot of times I hate to say it, a lot of it is just gossip. You know, I just hear gossip, yep. gossip, gossip, gossip uh, or, ba- or, you know, right. about a game or something, but it's very rare where I hear, like, somebody say, oh, what about this? And boom, 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 and oh, wow, like, and so, you're right, there's that disconnect and a lot of it has to do with, of, co- of course, the crack cocaine epidemic, mm-hmm. um, the prison industrial complex, because yes. I remember a time when I was writing Brothers in Jail and, you know, I was sending certain books and they was, like, banning them. And they're like, nope, you can't, you can't do that. And I know it's certain In certain parts of the country like for for example the nation of gods of earth their literature is banned like if you get caught if you get caught with the lessons you get put in solitary like they put you in the hole like it's a violation they could it could it could actually violate your parole you know like if you go to a parole hearing they might be like nope we keeping you in here you know um so so a lot it's a lot of things and that's probably for another discussion you know, like mm. we can go on and on about what happened and then how we can bring it back. Because I do remember a time where we freely shared this information, whatever we were. I, you know, I remember going to parties, right. you know, and they be, alcohol, right. they'd be <laughs> alcohol, they'd be alcohol, they'd be girls, and we'd be in that building. Right. Like we'd be, and everybody would listen. No one would be like, hey, y'all need to get back. Everybody would listen. Like, oh, no doubt. Matter of fact, I'm not going to lie. Do, going to a party and doing the knowledge gave you cool points. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that was oh, my yeah. experience.
1: No, definitely. You know. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Like, like you didn't you it wasn't cool to be dumb. Yeah,
0: it was not. It was not. It
1: wasn't cool, it wasn't even cool to kind of like act like you were dumb. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I tell this to people all the time, like like you said, like during that era, like that's just what yes, it, it, was. it was. Like yep. you could live at the party, like you said, like getting your drink on, chilling, dancing, whatever. And while you resting, someone can you. Next thing you know, there's a cipher you talking about yep. some deep shit. Yep. And that was the norm. Yep. That wasn't something that just just happened sporadically here and there. That was the norm. And and, and the um, thugs
0: left you alone, right? Oh yeah, yeah. they would be. They would respect oh, yeah. you. They will. Re, they would respect you. They'd be like, oh, the brother's coming through. They'll, they'll leave you alone. They'll be like, oh, that's that's the brother right there. Leave him alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah
1: like yeah and and for me for and i always tell people this you know what i'm saying whatever stereotypes that they have about the gods of earths i was like i was not that dude you know what i'm saying so so if your stereotype was like gods and earth, you know like the gods were like the, the most thugged out or you know they might be doing some drug dealing or are they just you know those kind of street dudes mm-hmm. i wasn't that dude yeah yeah you know and the gods always told me it's like you know all you gotta do is be god mm-hmm. And it blew my mind, but they were like, "They're like, yo, wherever you go, just be God, you know, every hood, USA." And I literally just—they taught me literally just to be myself. Myself was the dude who read books mm-hmm. and danced, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And that was my lane. But you're right, like the, th- the 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 literally the killer in the room, he will respect. He respect, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, it 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 blew my mind at the time. And growing up later, you know, this is sometimes something I try to impart upon different, you know, youth that I run into in terms of, like, being their self and stuff. It's also a different time and stuff. But, you know, the importance in terms of just fully being yourself to the degree that people, you know, respect that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, because with, with everything, with social media and things like that, we're used to putting up so many filters nowadays. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it becomes the norm to be a living filter. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It becomes a, a to become living fiction. You know, um, and so all these particular layers—they're they're actually not protecting people; they're actually putting them in danger. Exactly, I agree. I agree. You know, I agree. You know, so like to get back to you know, like you said, definitely that's like a whole nother dissertation right there to get back to that point. But like I said, to 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 double back once again, like to the book, I think the book during its very different incarnations from when it first came out to even its relevance nowadays and the different chambers that it went through um, is an important, you know, um, piece of that puzzle. You know, definitely. And not just the book itself, but all, everything that's related to um, that book. You know, how it became made into a movie, why it was chosen for a movie, why that movie came out at the and same it's time, on, yeah, yeah. why, you know, why that book was released eight months after Malcolm X died. You know what I'm saying? Like, all those kind of things are like... Um, important to to understand how this body of work was was put together and also to understand why it was so important to the black, you know, community. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You think about it, like how many other autobiographies you know um, during that time were like necessary, like reading material? Yes. yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, there wasn't there wasn't no autobiography or, or, or biography of Malcolm, of, of Marcus Garvey that was pushed hard. Correct. You know what I'm saying? There was not even one of, of Martin Luther King that was pushed as You're hard. Right. You know what I'm You're saying? Right. This particular one, like when it, it's funny because if when I think of an art, if you if we were doing a, a quiz show and you would be like, name an autobiography. Let me that would be say, the first I, one. I, I on my That'll
0: be the first one out of my mouth. Yep.
1: Yeah? And when somebody says
0: autobiography, right. you could you could, you could, you could say the autobiography of, you know, Harrison Ford. Before you say Harrison Ford, I'm going to think Malcolm X.
1: Exactly. Exactly exactly so like it's it, it's it's importance is 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 undeniable and its influence is is undeniable and now i want to go back and read it and and see some parts that might resonate with me different nowadays because it's been a minute since i've yeah, read same it here. same here you know and so it would be interesting to like see which parts of it stand out um to me nowadays you know Um, especially his later years, you know, because like like I said, for me, when I read it, you know, the parts of me that was important for me at the time was, uh, you know, I was a young five percenter, so I want to know all his parts about the nature of Islam. You know what I'm saying? Um, But I I guarantee you, you know, just as important for me nowadays would be, you know, his post-Nation of Islam work, you know what I'm saying? all his you know what was going through his mind with with different things and and even even his before nation of islam Mm -hmm. you know um experience that would be important to me a lot more than it was at the time when i when i read and and
0: again i i have to recommend the reinvention of x by dr manny Marable.
1: i really do that book gets a lot of
0: flack for some stuff that i think it should have got flack for but it really gets into who he was before you know when he was a young man uh, what he did, you know, throughout his life, mm. you know, then he went, to, then he went to prison, and all that, and it gets into what happens after. He mm. gets into what happens after he got, you know, he left the nation of Islam. It got into that heavily, and it it, it kind of really, really, mm. that book really puts into context as to why they had to assassinate him. You know, that right. book really, that right. book really right. explains, like, you know, he was he was meeting with this person, he was meeting with that person, he was meeting with this, he was putting these groups together, he was putting this brother from New York and Egypt together, he was. He was putting people from Japan and over mm-hmm. here. Get, he was doing he was putting everybody together, connecting everybody. He was the glue. And then you're like, oh, wow, now it really right. makes sense why they had to get rid of him. And then the book actually re- uh, forced the state of New York to reopen the case of his assassination because the uh, Manny Maribel actually points out who the person that killed him is. He exonerates the three gentlemen that went to jail for it um and then he tells you who actually did it and that person is still alive like the person the trigger man is still alive right so um so yeah. i would recommend re- reading and the autobiography and then reading dr manny marible's book right after that
1: yeah okay man. i'm I'm. gonna I'm, I'm definitely do because like to even refresh my memory in terms of you know all the different timelines and, and all parties involved and stuff like that's important, you know, for me. Also. Yeah, and and and
0: you and, Ma- and Mary interviews a lot of people that knew him.
1: He interviews mm-hmm. his nephew, who
0: he lived mm-hmm. with, who was his sister's son. Um, he interviews, he, oh, you wow. know, he interviews FireCon. He interviews FireCon. He, um uh, wow. the Nation of Islam gave him access to all the letters between him and Elijah Muhammad up until his assassination.
1: Yeah, oh, he, wow. they get
0: all that access. They gave him. The letters that he wrote to his brothers and sisters, he had access to that. The letters he wrote to Dr. Betty Shabazz and, and Malcolm X's diary. He used that. That was That's a, a primary source he used for that book.
1: You, you right, know, so right. yeah, so Dad, he was the...
0: last. <laughs> uh, Manny Marable was the last non-family member that had access to that diary. Mm. So yeah, so like, yeah, mm. so it's, it's a lot of stuff in there that I'm just like... And then the appendix is... Crazy, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, no. the appendix yeah, is crazier than. Uh, and here's a, here's a shout out. His a, his a appendix is crazier than your appendix and the science itself.
1: Because the science, because <laughs> I spent more I time did. reading the appendix to the
0: science itself than I had reading the science itself. So.
1: <laughs> yo, yo I, even, yo, I had nightmares yeah, so, about that appendix, bro, man. One of my students, <laughs> one of my
0: students, said to me because I I did it as a study group at my job. One of my students said to me, um, Uh um, he said, he couldn't pronounce appendix. But he was reading it. He was reading Mm -hmm. it. He couldn't pronounce it. Shout Uh out to my man, Brandon. He couldn't pronounce it, but he was reading it. He was like, how do you say this word? And I was like, that's appendix. (laughs) And I was like, like, he he stopped me in the hallway. He was like, how do you say this word? I said, that's appendix. He was like, oh, okay. I've been reading this the whole time. And I'm like, same here. So so his, Dr. Manny Marbles appendix is... Like I think it's like hundred
1: fifty pages. That alone, you know. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, you know you know back you know the though back you know why we had to do that because we like we talk about this shit just you know just to resonate with today's yeah, politics. Yeah. Yeah. You know, thing you do as a black man as a as a person of color, you got to do at, at at like another yes. level. Yes. You know, compared to you know, if you're you know, a white woman becoming the Supreme Court Justice. you right. You're you know right. what I'm saying? Like you got you gotta do it at another. Level. So that was that was our thought definitely going in. And I know also that was probably his thought going in in terms of he's like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna dig up all this stuff about Malcolm, I gotta yeah. have my back covered. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In terms of doing that appendix. You know
0: but the science itself and, um, is is yeah, just sure. again another shout out. Y'all should copy. It. Uh, um, it's it's <laughs> you. You guys cover a lot in a short amount of time. You guys covered a
1: yeah, lot. That 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 yeah. junk drained me. That junk that junk drained me. And, and and you know, not for nothing. That's why a couple of other books in that series ain't come out yet because that book literally drained me so much. I just haven't been in the right space to get this uh the next the, the gene event fully you know fleshed out. But it, the appendix is going to be like that too because they I don't want nobody. I hate you know, unless I, I, I call for, him, unless I call for him, you know. But yeah, man, that that that's good to know. So I'm definitely gonna put that on my my agenda. You know, definitely, definitely check that out. Um, you know?
0: any last words before we go?
1: Man, ah, thanks for having me. You oh, good talking definitely. to you, man. We definitely gotta do this more, you know, officially and unofficially. You know, what I'm saying um to like to the, also just get some of these topics nailed out that we kind of. Surface touch time. a lot yeah. of times, you know, on Twitter yeah, and different places, you know, because um, you know, if we don't tell these stories, who else going? And, and
0: just want to extend, I just want to extend this. Like, if you have an idea and you want to discuss it, you know, my podcast is always open. I'm always open to do it. Um, you know, whatever you guys want to, you know, we that shit uh, I do want to do a series in the Nation of Gods and Earth because I feel like, like you said earlier, um, the Nation of Gods and Earth not get their just due whether we're talking about hip-hop culture, whether we're talking about, um, you know, a day, a day doesn't go by where I'm not talking to a B-boy or a B-girl and I'm like, yo, where, where the term cypher comes from? And mm-hmm. they're like, I don't know. And I'm just like, you use the term every freaking day. Like you should know this, like you should know, you, you, right, have scene, right. you never use the word, but you use it all the time. And it's just like, and it, it never, it, and it's right, because right. there's a, there's this thing that anything they should God's earth is, is quackery, you know? Um, when we're talking about black consciousness even our vernacular like just the things that we say to each other a lot of that comes from the nation of god the earth um and i and i think that we need to be the spread all the spread spread. um and i think you'd be a perfect person for that um so definitely bring you back
1: so yeah and oh definitely and then also just there's 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 the overt you know uh Terminology lingo history that you know maybe people know pretty much because certain artists were mm-hmm. like very, very prominent, but it's literally the the subtle influence has never died, and we can just even reference freaking Buster Ron yes, yes yeah, You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? So like the influence is 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 subtle, you know, even when we don't think it's there and um yeah, I definitely, I definitely down the, the down the. Do and that. I
0: like, I like how he did that song, Master Far Muhammad. Because
1: it, it is subtle.
0: He talks about him. Yeah. You know, subtle. So yeah. So definitely, yeah. we'll do that. Um, what is your contact information um, for everybody to hear? What, where can they find you on social media? Any websites? And all of this will be in the show notes, so if they miss it. Wow. <laughs>
1: oh, wow. So check it. I'm actually working on the website that I've been wait, waiting to work on forever, um, and it is almost done. Um, but I don't really have the URL to that fully yet. But where they can check check me at and where I'll make all announcements when the website officially drops is they can check for me on um, Twitter, um, A-Life Allah, A-L-I-F-E-A-L-L-A-H. It's the same also on IG, A-Life Allah. And then you can also follow the work that I do with Hood Health on Twitter under this Hood Health and then on IG under this gotcha. hood health. <laughs> so those are pretty much where they can reach me at. And either of those they want to talk to me even more whatever, they could DM me. Um my uh my email information is a life a law at gmail.com. com. You know. So you yeah, say I mean, it's
0: like ways. I don't really like used. They told like a lot of people like to put hood in front of stuff, but you have been doing hood right. health since before it was cool. Like, you was doing it, I mean, but pre My, MySpace days. pre MySpace days, you was doing it. You was always on that tip when it came to hood health. Right. You was always talking about how it was in the hood but you learned how to be healthy. And I thought, that's what I always liked about when you talked about health. You talked about how, how, you know, your family got you into it. Um, then your community got you into it. And everything you learned was in your community. You didn't really go outside your community to do that. I thought that's important. So, I know a lot of people see hood and they'd be like, right. oh, nah, he... A life is official when it comes to hood health official. If you have any questions. Yes. Thank,
1: thank you for yeah. saying, thank you for saying that. Yeah.
0: Cause
1: <laughs> cause I, cause I, I have, issues, I have issues with that nowadays too. Like when literally when I see hood in front of something or I see trap or I see gangster or ghetto, I'm like, yo, know, yeah. y'all just going for yeah. like the aesthetic yeah. and not the ethics, you know, like the ethics at all, you know? And, um, yeah, that's another whole story because then that can also be, uh, Freaking commandeered by a colonizer freaking community. You know, next thing you know, you're in the middle of Iowa and someone got trapped yoga. Yep. I'm yeah. like, listen, <laughs> why? I don't keep holding the cappuccino like that. What's what are you doing? But um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad you said that because yeah, I even have issues with that how prevalent it is nowadays without taking into consideration what we meant when we started. And and, and,
0: and terms, just to take it a step you know? further, like. Um, you and Supreme, like you brothers were like, you know, the hood is indigenous and also that we had to big up what we do. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times when we say stuff is hood or right. ghetto, like it has a lower quality and you guys were always, I never, I will never right. forget you wrote a piece on your blog a long time ago about names and the beauty of, of black names and I have incorporated that right. lesson in yeah. my, when I was, when I taught fifth grade, I incorporated that lesson in my fifth grade class and, um, and I had a, wow. I, I had an exercise and I got and I always mentioned your name. I, I was like, I got an exercise where I have my students go home to their families and ask them how I get my name. And they will come back and tell the story. And it was always, wow. you either cried, you either cried, you laughed, or you was like, damn, that's hard. Like, it was always a story. And it was right. that build that you did on that, that I was like, man, it really changed the way I viewed black names. Um, so definitely shout out to you on that. So, wow. I right,
1: so that's what's up. That's what's up, man. Let, let, yes, sir. Let's yes, definitely keep doing this, man. Like, like it's yes, it, it's it's the it's the time, and you know, not to get all like you know magnanimous. <laughs> you know, I'm using my hot word or whatever. You know, my SAT word, but not to get like that. But the 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 shift that is going on now, in terms of you know everything that we're going through with COVID, the uprising, the shift in the political landscape, all this heavy weight that people are dealing with like this is a time i also feel like a lot of these conversations we can have and interject into the atmosphere and people be receptive to them in a way that they probably wouldn't have been you're you're you're
0: absolutely right absolutely right so definitely we're going to bring you back um i appreciate you once again on the short notice um thank you so much and peace Once again, thank you for listening to Where My Killer Tape At. Um, If you want to contact me for panel discussions, Zoom meetings, um, do workshops or whatever, um, you can hit me up on my website, omisbench.com, O M S B E N C H. Um, You can find all my contact information there. You can find my Twitters and everything. Um, If you want to hit me up on Twitter itself, just go to Dan Trezomi or on IG, that is at Brother Omi. And that's B R B R O T H E R O M I. If you want to continue the discussion, Um, definitely, definitely hashtag where my killer tape at, killer spelled K-I-L-L-A, and yo, support the brand, yo. Buy my coffee mug. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. Everything will be in the show notes. Thank you very much, people. I love y'all, and peace.